Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody? That doesn't sound too uh, convincing. How is everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we love doing this. This is the second year now. Well, we've been doing workshops at Houston Fest uh, since the very first one. We used to do them over at the Camp Houston stage. And uh, we, had, uh, we always have a wonderful one each time that we always did. We always, what I love about this festival, uh, I think, the most is the way it's always been so great about uh, really featuring the young folks, the kids, um, which, uh, of course, uh, there's so much talent around here. But it's also, I think, really fitting, being that this is a, a festival that uh, was inspired, of course, by an amazing young player named Houston. Caldwell, uh, one of the best banjo players that I have had the pleasure of being around, and just a great kid. And, and so the youth have always been such a focus of this festival uh, as well. And we've, we always did these workshops. Um, and uh, so we're going to do one of those this morning here. We moved into this rec center, which uh, this is our second go-round. I want to give a, a plug out to our sound man back there with his iPad. Give him a hand, because if you were here last year, you would know that we have uh, really stepped things up here. These uh, quilts, are, of course, are uh, aesthetically beautiful, but they also uh, provide a little function of helping to keep the sound in, and the exhibits are incredible, if you haven't had a chance to see those exhibits. Um, they also help with the sound, but they also, uh, besides that, you need to go see those photographs. One of them, uh, one uh, gallery is from my program, the Virginia Folklife Program, that has an apprenticeship program uh, that we've worked on with uh, to help kind of pass some of these traditions along to young people. Uh, there's Mark Sanderford's photos from years and years of Galax, including these beautiful pictures of Jimmy Edmonds when he was just a little, little guy, way younger than these guys sitting on the stage right now. Um, and we saw, of course, what kind of fiddler he's turned into. So they called this the future of music. That's a lot of pressure, guys, the future of music. My God. They're not the future, they're the present, obviously. Um, they are... Uh, a fantastic band, and uh, what we're going to do is chat a little bit, and then we're going to switch out. we got another uh, great set of musicians coming halfway through. There's so many of them, we couldn't fit all on one stage. So, guys, we're going to talk a little bit, but um, before we do, I think it's always a good idea to just pick one out, because then people outside know that there's something going on and get everybody up here in this, in this gymnasium. So, you know them, you love them, from uh, all around this area, North Carolina and Virginia, Shadowgrass, make them feel welcome.
Mm-hmm. Shadowgrass. Clay Russell here sitting next to me, a fantastic banjo player. Make him feel welcome today. The amazing Presley Barker over there on guitar. Luke Morris on the mando. Kaiser George playing the bass. And Daniel Greason over there, the Greasy Greason on the fiddle. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about kids today. And these are, do you like to be referred to as kids, or is that kind of growing old on you? Or? Well, I guess I'm not anymore. Yeah, I guess Daniel and Luke, they're old men now, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. How about that? I, uh, you know, this, I remember coming to Galax, and uh, it was about 15 years ago now, I'm thinking, and I'd say it was maybe about 100 yards from here or so, I think it was, maybe it was closer to the bathrooms, I can't remember what alley it was at Galax, uh, where I had kind of a, an experience where I met uh, the Jones kids, the Cana Ramblers, and Will was 11, and Laura Lee must have been 13, I guess, and the uh, and uh, Ashley and their dad and playing and uh, uh, about midnight. And I, it just blew my mind out completely. I'd never seen anything like it. I don't know if any of you had a chance to see Will Jones. You all were probably not even, you may not have even been of this earth yet. Is that the, it's crazy how, how you know, I, I relate to this differently now than I did when I started as a folklorist. I remember, you know, there'd be these kids and then there was Montana Young and there was just these kids would come and then before you know it, they're grown up. Uh, I remember um, even now, we brought Montana. You, you all remember Montana Young? You remember that fiddler? Um, and oh, you see already. Look at that. And so she was uh, incredible, 11 years old also. And uh, I remember um, even now when I put on shows sometimes, people say, why don't you bring that little girl back that can flat foot and fiddle at the same time? And I'm like, oh, you mean that 30-year-old woman who has two kids and is a nurse in uh, Blacksburg, that one? So it happens so fast. And now that I have a child, I have a six-year-old, I, I relate to it differently, how fleeting youth is. Um, and, you know, I'm warning you guys, pretty soon you're not going to be cute. None of you really are anymore except for Presley, basically. Well, Kaiser's kind of cute. What do you think? Kaiser's still. But you're twice as big as the last time I saw you. It's crazy. Uh, it happens fast, and so what I want to know is, you know, because when I was your age, you know, I mean, Presley started doing this, uh, how old were you when you won your first guitar competition? I'll see. Just I was seven when I started. So. Seven, okay, I was still uh, eating paste when I was seven, and he, he's winning guitar competitions, and then your adult competition was when? Yep. When did you win the adult? Uh, I think I did that about two years ago, I think. Yeah. Doesn't it make you want to just throw your guitar away and never pick it up again when you see this? And then some... So what's it like? I mean, what, uh, any of you guys, um, uh, you know, jump in. I mean, so here it is, your, your kids, and, and I'm trying to remember back to, to my brain at that age, right? And, you know, you go to these festivals, and these are, uh, you know, all grown-up bands, and then you're the, you're the kid band often, right? What's that like? I mean... Uh, Try to describe that. It must be. Well, um, uh, one thing, I mean, I like to think, you know, music is just kind of, it's kind of a universal language, and I don't think it really sees age. You know, I mean, we like playing with older folks and younger folks as well. You know, it's just, it's something we all enjoy. So we can all kind of have that general, you know, thing we like. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do people, re I mean, you know, so people react to you in a certain way because you're kids, right? I mean, you walk out on the stage. Probably, especially maybe around here they know you, but you know, I know you guys have done festivals other places, right? 
You walk out on the stage, and people are probably thinking, oh, this is cute, right? And then what do you do? I mean, do you, do you, do you know that's coming, and do you try to surprise them? Or what, what's your thinking there? I just, you must have a strategy. I know you do. Well, I mean, I used to be cute, and it, I could mess <laughs> up a little. I can mess up every now and then and get away with it, but I'm getting older, and they don't look at me as cute much anymore. So we as a band, we've had to step up our music. The expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure thing. I imagine that, right? And, Dana, you play with a whole bunch of bands, don't you, now? Yeah, I've uh, been playing since I was six, and I've had the opportunity to travel with a few different local bands, and the cute factor waved goodbye to me a long time ago. So I've, <laughs> I've had to, as Clay would say, It only gets game. worse, man. Yeah, that's it what, gets that's worse. What I hear. Yeah. It gets worse. Well, how about, uh, you know, let's play some. I want to hear, uh, so, so the other thing, as you all know, you probably remember, you gentlemen probably remember the, the thing that happens when you're about. 13, 14, with the, all sorts of things start happening. One of them is your voice changes. I've noticed your voice is changing a little bit. Is that happening yet? Uh, I guess so. I haven't no, paid much yet. attention to not it. Not yet. Well, let's hear. I love the way Presley sings. And uh, you want to sing one for us, Presley? Sure. Why don't you do that? Okay. Sunny side of the mountain or something? Yeah. What are we doing? Sunny side of the mountain? Can you hear me calling? Oh, yeah. Do that. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to kick that. Oh, wait. I got to kick that. John, would it be all right if we did a little bit of Can't You Hear Me Calling? Well, I guess so. Go ahead.
So anyway, so I'd like to know kind of um, a little bit about, uh, you know, you all started music obviously very early because you're this good now. So uh, who were you, who are, some of you just share with us, who were sort of your first people that turned you on to music where maybe you saw someone play and said, oh, that's what I, that's what I want to do. Presley, maybe you, you could. Okay, well, uh, what Doc Watson really... Uh, what started me to play and hear and him playing on the radio, something like Black Mountain Rag or something. You know, that's really what got mm -hmm. me to play flat pit and guitar. And, you know, of course, Wayne Henderson, one of my big mentors, has really helped me a lot with with tunes. And uh, and also Steve Lewis, my, yeah. my teacher. And uh, and also Brian Sutton's been helping me a little oh, bit. Oh, all also. right. So now, when you with Doc, was that, that from seeing him? Did you have a chance to see him or no, was it I, in the records? No, I never did. Just, uh, just hearing him on the radio was really just uh -huh, what, uh -huh. what got me to play him. How about you guys? Well, I'm, uh, one of my first memories of Bluegrass was probably listening to him, uh, an old Ricky Skaggs album. That was kind of something that got me interested in it, at least. I'm, uh, and then I'm, uh, I honestly picked up a mandolin just because I thought it sounded cool. Didn't really, wasn't really into Bluegrass when I picked up a mandolin, but I'm, uh, I started taking lessons from uh, Scott Freeman, yeah. and he's really um, uh, helped me a lot over the years and kind of turned me on to the music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So many of these guys, the people around here, are so generous with their time. You know, I, the, uh, particularly these. There's certain names you start hearing a lot when it comes to the young people. Uh, Steve Lewis is a name you hear over and over again from Todd, North Carolina. He was here yesterday. Uh, world champion banjo player, as good a guitarist. Um, Scott Freeman, another person you hear all the time. In fact, if you look at our photos over there, you'll see Scott. Actually, um, uh, this year, uh, Apprentice uh, Kitty, who was in the band, of course, for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Scott has taught so many people music. And, of course, his daughter, uh, Dory, now is kind of on this rocket ship ride, I think, uh, as well. Singer-songwriter, different. Um, and then, um, you know, as you said, Wayne, of course, who's so generous with his time. I've seen Wayne stop in his tracks to pick a tune with a two-year-old girl, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, you know, same thing in old-time music. You know, you have Emily Spencer, you know, and people like this, you know, and Helen White, or, you know, these people who, who have been so uh, generous in support, too. So that's a really important, important aspect of all this. Uh, how about you, Daniel? What do you... Uh, well, I, my uncle actually found a fiddle in the trash can, and so... <laughs> Usually they're filled with banjos in the trash yeah. can. You were able to find a fiddle yeah. in there. That's unusual. But uh, we had it fixed up, and I started playing, like yeah. I said, when I was six. And uh, I took lessons from a guy named J.B. Prince. And the first bluegrass record I ever remember having was the J.D. Crone New South 0044 record. Mm. Uh, they came out with a Cracker Barrel edition. And I went through, I think uh, to date, I've been through four copies of that. I've worn them slap out. But that was my first introduction to bluegrass. And my parents always listened to bluegrass and whatnot. But I, yeah. uh, Bobby Hicks and Kenny Baker are my biggest Fiddle influences. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just. Yeah. Now I notice, I don't know, whenever I do these workshops, I always notice they never put a vocal mic in front of a bass player. I don't know I, why that we're is. We're switching. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, I do know why that is. So, Kaiser, there's prove them reason, wrong. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Who, how'd you get into music, Kaiser? Well, my dad, he was in a uh, band when I was growing up. It was called Autumn Harvest. And um, that he had introduced me to bluegrass, and he taught me everything I know. All right. So. Clay said yesterday it was actually one of the better, better one lines I've heard for a while. He's talking about he, he learned banjo from his dad first. And he's, he's, well, you tell it, it was pretty funny. What well, you said. I started off, I got a banjo for Christmas. I mean, Dad was in a band at the time. Um, I, that's what made me get interested in it, seeing him have fun on stage and stuff. So um, Dad, I had him teach me. He taught me everything he knew. Um, then the next day, we went and got lessons. <laughs> 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 Dad said he's going to have to find his own way home after that. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And we got Carson Peters going to come up in a little while, and I noticed that his family's still with him. Usually, that's a good, that's a testament to you all, because usually, well, you don't drive yet, do you, Carson? No. See, once they drive, then usually the parents no longer play bass and all that other stuff, you know, because they were really the chauffeur, and then they uh, they find their pickers. But this, these families are all, there's some great pickers in this family. I've, we'll talk to them in a little while. We're going to switch this out, actually, in a few minutes, because we have so many kids that we're going we're gonna to bring some other ones up here for a little bit. But how about we pick one? What do y'all want to do? I should say the Shadowgrass has uh, got some cool gigs coming up. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm so lucky. I get to see them in Massachusetts later this summer up at the Lowell Folk Festival, which is a fantastic festival. One of the oldest of those uh, national folk festivals, and uh, we're gonna have fun up there. All right, guys.
and B. All right, guys, this is what we're going to do. Now, this is a quick, this is, it's always an education. I don't know if you've ever done this before. We have so many kids here today that we're going we're gonna to make a change. So we're going to try to do this like a NASCAR switch, all right? You ready? Everybody ready? Go for it. All right. Look at that. Look how well-trained they are. Hey, while we do this, I want to give, I want the parents of these kids to raise their hands out there. Come on. Raise them high. Come on, be proud. This wouldn't work without the parents. We know that. Come on. You know, you, all, those, all those times you drove way too many hours and stayed up later than you wanted to and took them to lessons and saved up to buy them those instruments and all that. Parents, without these parents, we wouldn't have these kids. All right, come on, guys. Come on up. Okay, looking forward to this. Who else we got? Come on. You guys come up, too. We're all going to... Carson, you, you guys come up, too. We're going to do this switch right here. We're going to do this as fast as we can do. Look at those shoes, man. Can you all see the shoes? Do you have your sunglasses on? See the shoes? Why don't you slide all the way to the end there? All right. And we'll get, Car we'll get, we'll get Car uh, Carson's up here, too. Do you guys have another gig, or is this it? Are you done for the festival? Do you have another gig? What? One more. They're working, you guys, aren't they? You know, the kid bands come cheap, as the parents will probably sadly tell you, so they work them to death. But that's all right. That's, that's, that's good. You know, tonight, big, big night tonight. We got Jerry Douglas in town tonight, and I know that uh, Presley had the opportunity to jam with, with, uh, with Jerry. Oh, cool. I didn't even think of that. What are you guys going to do? You got room? Are you going to hang with them? You going to take one of those seats? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And is that it? Were there any other kids in this that I'm missing? I don't want to leave anybody out. Okay, cool. All right. I'm glad I don't have to sit next to a banjo anymore. That, that's been happening all day today. All right. Okay. Oh, good job, guys. Let's give Alan uh, Connors a hand again, man. It's... He's doing an awesome job this, this weekend. Alan is an engineer here, very close to here. He, uh, he and Jimmy Edmonds recorded a lot of great records uh, together, and he's, a, uh, he's the touring sound guy for the Lonesome River Band for Sammy's group, so you got to be good to do that. Sammy's very particular. And he, he transformed this into a nice little concert hall. This was a disaster last year. No offense to... Uh, folks who did their best, but, but this is a very difficult room, obviously, for music. All right. Well, over here on the far end, we got Jonah and Grayson Riddle and their dad. What's your dad's name? Ben. Ben. Uh, and you all from North Carolina? You told me the town. I forgot it already. Tell me that town again. Into the microphone there. Burnsville. Burnsville. Yep. And where is Burnsville? It's about uh, 30 minutes north of Asheville. Okay. Oh, way down there. Yep. All right, cool. Is this your first? This isn't your first Houston Fest, though. No, this is third year in a row. Third year in a row, fantastic. Well, this is my first time getting to meet them, and uh, we're gonna all have some conversation in a minute. But I thought first, it's always good to hear some music and, and let people uh, know what's going on. So, how about it? Let's hear the riddles over here. Let's do something. Get that mic good up on you there. There you go. 
Christmas in spring was sunny day. My good girl left me and she went away. But now she's gone and I don't worry. Cause I'm sitting on top of the world. She got me up from El Paso Sick of my darling, how I need you so But now she's gone and I don't worry Cause I'm sitting on top of the world She's gone and I don't worry Cause I'm sitting on top of the world But now she's gone and I don't worry Cause I'm sitting on top of the world But now she's gone and I don't worry Cause I'm sitting on top of the world Oh yes, well that's awesome So we were talking earlier about influences, obviously Jimmy Martin Yes, sir. Yep. A, a big one for you, the king yep. of bluegrass. Yeah. What draw you to what? What drew you to him? I mean, I, of the many things. Well, uh, I've always uh, listened to him, and that's probably one of the very first people that I listened to is Jimmy Martin. He's been always been my favorite, so he's the one that drew me to bluegrass mostly. Yeah, yeah he's one of my favorites too, actually. And when did you all start playing music, the brothers here? Uh, we've been playing as a group for almost three years. Nice. He's been playing the guitar for right around three years, and I've been playing the banjo for six. All right. So, yeah. Now, is you the older brother, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good. 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 Let's say hello to this young gent here. Now, this is this is a true story. I actually, this is the second time that he and I have done a workshop together. The first time was at the Bristol Rhythm and Roots reunion. I used to, the folk life program that I run, uh, is uh, we used to have a little stage for a couple of years at Bristol, and we would do these kinds of things, among other things. And uh, uh, another great fiddler uh, who I knew, again, when he was 11, was a kid named Adam Larkey. I don't know if you all uh, knew Adam or know Adam. He's, like a lot of these people, he's gone on to do uh, a lot of other things besides music, but Adam was the phenom at the time, 11 years old. And we had this little kid with us named Fiddlin' Carson Peters, who was five years old in that workshop. <laughs> Youngest person I've ever encountered in a workshop. I remember uh, uh, Adam, who was so, uh, you know, kind of like these guys, he was so articulate at that age. He kind of 
introduced him, I remember. We actually have this recorded. And he says, how old are you? He said, five. And then he said, well, how long have you been playing? I think, what did you say? I'm trying to... I've been playing since I was three and a half, so... Yeah, he said, three and a half! It was just crazy, you know? And, uh, and oops, is that me? Sorry about that. I usually tell people to turn off their phones, and there's mine going off. It's Houston's mom. I hope there's not... Yeah. Okay, back to it. So, uh, you know, you hope that these kids stick with music, you know? And, and you've been actually touring, you know, from an early age, yeah. real early age, and couple real big things that, you know, like, uh, what was that big show you were on? You were on something big. Oh, yeah, I was on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, yeah, that one, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. In third grade, and then <laughs> I was on uh, NBC's Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey uh, a few years ago. A few years ago, and of course, Grand Ole Opry. Yes, sir. Ricky Skaggs and everything. So, how old are you now? I'm 13. He's 13 now, so he's on that cusp where pretty soon he's just going to be another good fiddler, another good grown-up. Uh, but, uh, what is that like? Come on, what is it like to go on the Tonight Show? Oh, I was really, really nervous. Uh, there was like a stage manager backstage that was like yelling at people. And I was like, I was just eight, and I was scared to death that she was going to start yelling at me. So that's all I was worried about at the time. I wasn't worried about playing on national TV. I was just like, I really hope that woman doesn't yell at me. Yes. <laughs> See, and what, they, and what they learn is actually that really it's the, uh, it's the production people that are scared to death that this little kid's going to yell at them, right? The artists are going to come in and yell at them. And, but, you know, I, I like to see that uh, these kids are staying humble, you know? I mean, he's, he's a great kid. Every time I see him, I enjoy it. There's a, I should mention, I didn't mention, we, I direct something called the Virginia Folklife Program, and we're, we're part of the Virginia Foundation for the Humanities in Charlottesville, we have a website, virginiafolklife.org. We also have a YouTube channel, VA Folklife on YouTube. And we have a SoundCloud channel, for those of you who know what that is. Um, but we have a, a video of you. I don't know if you've seen it, that I shot of you out here, maybe, uh, maybe 50 yards from here. It's actually right over there. Uh, and you uh, singing uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, with a bunch of people. And uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of people have watched that on YouTube. Uh, you want to do that for me? Would you do that or you didn't have, didn't have that plan, but could you do that, Blue yeah, Moon? Yeah. I love the way he sings this one. Fiddling Carson Peters. Shining, shine on the 
me bloom You sing the heck out of that one. Thank yeah, you've been singing that one for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, I've been singing that one since uh, I was probably six or seven, I think. That's one of the cool thing too is the way I've noticed around here. The kids, uh, you know, they y'all really play a lot of this traditional stuff. Thank you. Uh, y'all play a lot of this traditional music, which is, you know, that kind of is counter to what you hear a lot, right? That the kids are not into that kind of thing, and what's going to happen to the old good country music, the old good bluegrass music. These kids stick with that. In fact, Shadowgrass, that's kind of how your name came about, right? You were saying in the shadows of Bill Monroe and all these people. Um, but you also like to play more progressive stuff, I imagine, too. I mean, do you feel, uh, a pr like when you go to a bluegrass festival, do you feel like, okay, this one we really need to keep it traditional, this one maybe we want to try something else? Or Where are you at with all that? Yeah, what I, what I usually try to do, if I'm playing like, you know, Jerusalem's Ridge or something on, at the fiddle contest here at Galax, uh, I'll, I'll play the first time around, I'll play it, you know, how Kenny Baker played it, you know, just real traditional. And then as we go along, I'll try to, you know, put some fancy stuff in there. Mm -hmm. You know, you, always, you don't want to just, you want everybody to recognize the tune instead of just a bunch of notes strung together. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Sure. And, and all these guys also, I think what, something that you all picked up, I've noticed, is that you, you understand this is entertainment, you know? 
I mean, Carson is a real showman. He's a real front man, tells a lot of jokes. So does Presley. You know, I'm sure you guys, I can only imagine what you got in store for us. You want to sing another one? I just want to hear another one, man, yep. from you guys. Yep. What you want to do? This one called Skip Hop and Wobble. All right. I'm going to tell another part of this nation My car's beginning to look so But I hope they'll make it just the same Do a lot for riding my daddy's lane So I'm going to let them skip hop and wobble Right away, Of the old sawmills, I know in the mountain the boys will be hauling coal. But I guess they got about what it takes. They never worry about them breaks. So I'm gonna let them skip off and wobble and women and roll. See the crops all growing, I'm going home. My own town and song. They'll say grace is back, he's not a leaving, so I wanna be happy and never grieving. So I'm gonna let them skip off and wobble right away when and go. So I'm gonna let them skip off and wobble right away when and go. Oh, yes. Jonah and Grayson Riddle. Hey, uh, if you don't mind sliding that microphone up here to Austin over there, this way, yeah? Carson, tell us about this guy next to you. How how did he come into your world well, over yeah, here? Uh, we were uh, uh, putting together a youth band at uh, the Galax Flitters Convention, and uh, it was me and Ben Marshall who, uh, he couldn't be here today. He's, he's at a graduation or something. He's got to sing for that. But uh, it was me, him, and a couple other people, and we we were looking for a mandolin player, and here comes Austin in his tie-dye t-shirt and flip-flops and gym shorts, and he came up and just started <laughs> chopping along and singing tenor. So we were like, hey, he's pretty good. And uh, so we, we took it up. Uh, it was about an hour before the competition. We got a song together. I think we won that year. And uh, so we've been real good buddies ever since. Uh, and Oh, nice. And you're from Marion? Yes, sir. I just heard? Yep. Fantastic. Sure a Virginian. That's good. Hey, why don't you slide that little instrument mic over to his mandolin, too? Why don't, I, you want to sing on something? I heard, you're, I heard you like to do that a little bit. You want to do one? We can try to. What do you want to do? Old Crossroads? We can. We'll do that. Old Crossroads? Old Crossroads. I love that one. Old Crossroads. I love the Old Crossroads. <laughs> 
gentleman sitting over here brought up a really good point. He said uh, that these kids, they don't seem to be, get too jealous of each other, you know? They, 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 they just pick with each other, right? There's not all that, you know, grown-ups, we tend to be, you know, all kind of, oh, that guy and this guy. And, uh, I really love that about these kids today. And I think us adults, parents, have something to learn, actually, from these kids. You know, we're at a, we're at a position right now uh, in this country that, uh, you know, I, you can't turn the television on 
or Facebook or whatever, especially if you turn channels around uh, without just the divisions right now are just, just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I don't like these people because they think this or they vote that way or we don't like these people because they're from this part of the world or this part of the world. I think we have something to learn from these kids because I've noticed that you all just, uh, you know, I think you see a, maybe, a, maybe a different kind of world, hopefully, that we'll learn something from you all. That would be, that would be something else. And, um, well, we're, unfortunately, we're getting, well, no, we got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, and I, I just love hearing you sing. We could talk all day, but, uh, be, oh, I, there is a question I want to ask, uh, particularly because we're here at Galax, which, as you know, is the site of the Fiddler's Convention. Uh, there are many, many of them, but this is sort of the world championships here. And how, to what extent did contests uh, and winning ribbons and winning prizes and all that motivate you to play? Presley, maybe ask you that question first. I mean, what role did the contest have? Obviously, you get to win a guitar, a Wayne guitar. That's that motivate anybody. But tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I always have a lot of fun competing in these contests, and uh, I just love to do it and compete with my friends and you know picking buddies with, of course, Steve Lewis. Uh, me and him compete against each other a lot. And these feelers conventions, I love to just have fun doing that. And Wayne, you know, Wayne Henderson cool. told me, I asked, you know, because I do these things with everybody. I did it with Wayne, and I always ask him kind of what got him into it. He said he just wanted to win blue ribbons. That's really how Wayne got into it. You know, it's funny, that contest stuff. Uh, anybody else contests? I mean, you were in a bunch of fiddle contests, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I've been competing in, you know, uh, youth and adults since, uh, I think the first competition I ever played in, I was about five, and I played down here at Galax, and I played Tennessee Waltz. Uh, yeah. And, but, I mean, you know, winning first place is really cool and stuff, and, I mean, you can tell people that you did that, but, I mean, when it all comes down to it, whatever you do, uh, it's not going to matter in the long run, you know, just making people smile and, you know, yeah. just uh, putting the gospel out there. Yeah. You know. And it's very uh, welcoming community. I noticed that the first time I came to Galax that, you know, you'd have... Uh, you know, some fiddler, you know, come up there and, and, you know, Eddie Bond or somebody like that and just absolutely kill it. And then the next song would be some little girl singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and kind of sawing her way through it. And the crowd just claps for her the same way they clap for Eddie. I think that's really important, too. I, I always try to figure out uh, why it is that the music of this area is so strong. You know, people ask me that question a lot. And part of, that's always part of my, uh, I try to develop my own theory about that. And what I've come up with is a couple things. One is I think that the music itself, old time music, bluegrass music, uh, you know, usually most of these songs have like three chords in them, <laughs> right? If you know G, G, and A, and you got a capo, you're in pretty good shape in order to play on most of these songs. Old time, I've... I've picked with old-time players, and I mean, it's like, okay, get ready. We're gonna change a chord. We're gonna change a chord here. We're gonna go to the D. Get ready. All right, back to A. You know. So, uh, you know, it, it, what it means is, is that beginners, whether you're a kid or anyone else, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of play along. But what is important, though, is that the people you're playing along with are okay with having you around when they're so much better. And, uh, and you see that. And the other thing I'd say that I notice about kids in this part of the country uh, that you don't see so much most of the country is um, that they like hanging out with their grandparents and their parents. You know, when I was in high school, I remember, uh, I, you know, growing up, the last thing on earth we wanted to do 
was hanging out with our parents, you know. No, <laughs> that was it, you know. So we always stayed with people our own age, you know, all the time. Here I noticed that it's like, you know, people play with their parents or in bands with their parents, you know. That's kind of unusual, and I think that's an important part, too. So that's my theory, that it's a music that you can get into, it's accessible, but yet you can take it to such heights if you want to. I mean, you know, it's amazing to think the same three chords can be taken to Lord knows what area, right? But then at the same time, you can also kind of just sing along. If you like to sing, you can, you can get to that pretty quick, you know, whatever. So anyway, that's it. I want to give all these kids a hand, both these and the Shadowgrass who played before sitting over there. Thank you all for keeping this music going and providing so much entertainment. It's like what, it's like what Carson said, you know, ultimately it puts smiles on people's faces. Music's an amazing thing that way. So take us out of here, guys. What do you want to do? Maybe these riddles will sing one again and get everybody going on it. What do you think? Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to Berlin on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away when I die. Have grown, I'll fly away like a bird from prison. Mars has flown, I'll fly away. A few more weary days and then I'll fly away To a land where joy shall never end I'll fly away I'll
How about these kids, all of them, huh? All right. Well, thank you, guys. Come say hi to them. <laughs>